Hello everyone, my name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining me for the Myers Detox Podcast. This podcast is all about detoxification and you know, researching different topics, exploring different topics, different health issues and symptoms, and how they relate to detoxification, how removing metals and chemicals is the key to restoring your health, whether it's your libido, whether it's your hormones, or all the other things we're going to talk about on this show today. I have Susan Bratton on the show, and this is such a funny podcast. Uh, We talk about vaginal rejuvenation. We talk about how to increase your libido, how to increase your desire and bring about desire and arousal, and how to improve your romantic connection with your partner. And we talk about the O shot and the P shot and all the different things that you can do to rejuvenate your your lady parts and also rejuvenate your skin as well. All the things that rejuvenate your lady parts also rejuvenate you from the inside out, including your your skin tissue. So really, really interesting show today. And um, I know a lot of you guys listening to this show are concerned about your hormones. You're concerned that your libido is flagging. So we talk about all the different things that interfere in libido and hormones, all the different things that you can do to improve your libido and hormones, but also how to generate more sexual desire, also how to, um, all the different mechanisms, um, all the different like issues that women are having specifically and how to address those. Like some women feel like they have painful intercourse. We talk about why that is and how to fix it. Um, why some women just don't ever feel like in sync with their partners uh, as far as their their arousal and desire and their horniness and why that's totally okay. And we talk about exactly why the different cycles between men and women and how to bridge that gap so that both people are happy and feel good about their connection and desire, level of desire. So our guest today, Susan Bratton, she's an advocate and champion of all who desire passionate intimacy, best-selling author of 30 books and online programs that teach passionate lovemaking, bedroom communication skills, and restorative sexual wellness techniques. She's a frequent daytime television guest, speaker from the stage, and expert on myriad online summits and podcasts like this. In addition to being a, being a sexpert, helping millions of people through her Better Lover YouTube channel and Instagram platform, she's the CEO of a digital publishing company called Personal Life Media and creator of a next generation line of libido products for people across the gender spectrum called The 20. You can find her at betterlover.com. She also has an upcoming sexual vitality summit. This is gonna be an amazing online summit that has 40 different speakers that I highly, highly recommend that you tune into. Just Google sexual vitality summit on Google. Susan, thanks so much for coming on the show. Wendy, you have one of my favorite shows. I've been listening to them like mad since I discovered you. I am working on my uh, spa chemicals <laughs> and my uh, <laughs> and my. Uh, now I'm taking lion's mane uh, mushrooms at night for my um, my synapse regrowth. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know about uh, all that um, 
um, what is it, radioactive poison that's now being poured into the universe. So um, since I've discovered you, I've absolutely fallen in love with you. You're so bright and smart and charming. And every episode you do is so interesting to me that I've been binging on my Wendy Myers detox. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. But I want you to add to that conversation. Yeah. Because this is a big topic for a lot of women. They, you know, a lot of women have a tanked libido. Um, I certainly experienced this and it's very frustrating because, you know, you want to engage in your relationship, well, you know, with full passion and wanting to be present. And a lot of women are just kind of like, wah, wah. they're just not, you know, present as much as their male counterpart is or female or what have you. So, so let's talk about the detox connection uh, to libido. Tell us about that. Well, it's funny because one of the things that I say is um, women say to me all the time, I want to want him, but I don't. And I'm frustrated by that. I want to do a good job. I want to be there sexually for him. And it's so interesting because I think hormones have played a dirty trick on us women um, <laughs> and, and, and a dirty trick on men, too. Now, also, I, I want to preface our conversation, Wendy, because, and you you kind of noted this a little bit when you spoke, um, I might be talking about men and women, but I'm in full support of the entire gender spectrum yes. of expression. Yeah. That's one thing. But there's no denying that if you're born into a male body and you're testosterone dominant, you have a very different reality than if you're born into a female body and you're estrogen dominant. And so I think actually I want to talk a lot about detoxing and 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 what happens, but it's really inextricably entwined in hormonal balance as well. And the two things that I want to say are: first of all, guys are generally hornier, yeah, because they're <laughs> testosterone dominant, and guys will write to me when their wives have gone through menopause and kind of been like, well, I'm done with sex now. I can't have babies anymore. So we're not having sex anymore. And that still happens I had all a, the time. I had a friend tell me that he said, my girlfriend, he was like 55, his girlfriend turned 50. She's like, I don't want to have sex anymore. And he broke that, up with her. Yeah, that happens all the time. Um, and that's really just societal and religious programming and lack of information, but it's out there as you know. So what happens to a lot of guys is they say, is there anything that I could, that I could do to basically chemist, chemically castrate myself? Could I stop having this torment of my libido? For some men, it torments them because they don't have a partner who can keep up with their desire. And for so many women, they're like, how can I, can I, is there anything I can, is there anything the opposite of Spanish fly that I could sprinkle in my man's, <laughs> you know, morning porridge or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I went to the doctor for this very thing. I, I went in, I'm like, like well, in your husband's porridge. Well, yeah, I had a whole bucket <laughs> list of like things like why, uh, let me get rid of the, my low libido, help me with that. And so she gave me testosterone cream to put on yeah. my labia, which I, I did, didn't notice anything, but that seems like you go to your doctor. That's the, the fix. Well, your doctor can only do so many things. And one of the things that happens is that women are, because we're not naturally horny all the time, we're cyclically 
horny. So we'll, we'll become horny just before our ovulation and around our ovulation. And a lot of times women actually experience horniness during their period, which is also interesting. Um, but so we have this hormonal cycling that men don't have. They wake up every morning with morning wood and they'd like you to hop on top and have an orgasm on with them. With excitement. And then, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They want, they want you. Yeah, and this is another thing guys always say to me. They always say, I wish she just once would initiate sex. She never initiates sex. And I say to them, it's not her job, babe. It's your job. You've got to do it. It's your job. You, it is part of I'm what sorry. you are there for. You need to drag her over the line to turn on. And, and when men start to understand that it's not her and she's not rejecting them and, and that it's not her job, it's his job. And I put, and I put it in those terms, like it's your job. Cause men need jobs. They, they, as a testosterone kind of a guy, what they want is they want to do a good job. They want to be respected for the job that they do. These are important masculine pieces of information for us ladies to know. <laughs> so women start out at neutral or really we start out at negative. Because we have this estrogen mindset, we are always like, we're thinking about this and we're thinking about that. And we're just like, yeah, all over the map. And plus, we also have a lot more anxiety. Testosterone creates confidence. It gives you balls. It creates surety and certainty, which is why guys always think they know what they're doing. And we, as women, are always like, well, I mean, maybe we, we could probably figure it out. And we're actually overqualified for the job and we don't think we can do it. And guys could be un underqualified for the job. And they're like, heck yeah, I can do this. Of course, you know, I can do it. <laughs> and it's just, that's, I always call testosterone. I call it testosterone, the king, the queen, and the joker yeah. of hormones, <laughs> because it just creates all kinds of havoc. It's the Loki, you know, it's the joker of the hormone world, right? So once you understand that your guy's perpetually horny, he wants to have sex every day. It's never going to go away. And once he understands that, you're never going to initiate. You're never going to be like, oh, my God, come get me. I'm going to be ravished. You know, I'm going to ravish you. <laughs> that that's only going to happen in a very unusual set of circumstances. And once you understand that, and he understands how to seduce you in in the in a long-term monogamous style of relationship, which is usually calming you down, getting his hands on you, full body touch, stroking your body, not, and then the bullseye touch technique is imagine the bullseye with the concentric rings to the center. <laughs> he wants you to touch him in the center right away. And you know what the center is? It's his beautiful penis yeah. where you, that's the last thing you want to do is be grabbed by the, uh -uh, yeah. like our president, right? Yeah. Like no girls want that. <laughs> that's just the wrong thing. We don't want our breasts touched. We don't want our yonis touched. We want them to work. Oh, they want, we want our hair stroked and our eyelids kissed and our neck kissed and our clavicle touched and yeah. our belly maybe rubbed or our back stroked, or here's a really good one. My feet, my, Start feet. my feet and yeah. work your way up. My man it's, knows that he knows the foot about the foot rubs. <laughs> the foot rubs are very releasing for us women. Yeah. 
Even if all we do is run around in our Allbird sneakers, we still want foot rubs. There's, I think there is something biochemical around um, the feet. And they do say that in your brain, the feeling of sensation where you, where you touch your feet and where you touch your clitoris is right next to each other. Hmm. So I think there's some connection there. <laughs> Anyway, the reason why women think they don't want their husbands or their long-term partners or even their boyfriends after a few months is, number one, the new relationship energy is gone. Number two, we girls are variety queens. We like a wide variety of stimulation and um, lovemaking and romance and seduction and passion and fun and adventure. It takes all of that for us to get turned on, where for a guy, it's like, oh, I have a heart on. Could you touch me? Yeah. <laughs> like they're really much more simple. Let's do this right Are now. Let's spontaneously. Let's <laughs> <laughs> Look what I have for you. <laughs> At six in the morning. It's the so, last thing that I want to do on the earth right now. Well, at six in the morning. That's when their testosterone is at its highest yeah. because they're, you know, they are, they have a, a daily hormonal cycle, which means their testosterone rises in the morning, which which is good. If your guy's getting uh, night erections and morning wood, he's good and healthy. When those go away, you got to look it to the gut. You got to look to the hormones, right? So then that brings us to the next piece. So the first piece is that if you're kicking yourself because you're not turned on like your husband, you're not supposed to be. It's not ever going to happen. There's nothing wrong with you. It's not your hormones. It's not your toxins. It's not him. It's just the way we're wired. So once you kind of go, oh, now I get it. That makes sense. And you let yourself off the hook, you can relax a little bit. And because we need to be seduced and we need our arousal to start in relaxation, a lot of guys also, what they do is they come right at us. They're like, okay, I'm going to twin twingle these dials and, you know, push these buttons, right? They, and you know which dials and buttons I'm talking about. So right there, they're like, boom, right on the parts that we don't want touched right away because they're trying to get us going yeah. because that's what gets them going. And so that annoys us. And so once they understand that they have to relax us so we can get out of our crazy, you know, estrogen monkey minds and get into our bodies and then relax us and then slowly stair step our arousal because arousal is the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system toggling back and forth. You relax her and then you take her up and then you give her a break and then you take her a little higher and then you give her a break and then you take her a little higher. So the whole notion of, the bullseye touch technique of starting on the outside and working your way into the erogenous zone slowly really, really makes a big difference for women. Then suddenly they're able to have the space as well as the relaxation, as well as the touch that brings them into their desire. Because if, if you get held by your partner and you can relax for a minute and then they start just stroking your body, like petting you like a kitty cat. That, you know, my, one of my mentors, Sherry Winston, says women are kitty cats and men are puppy dogs. And so we want to be stroked like a kitty cat. You know, we want to be smoothed, if you will. Especially if you're a Leo like me. <laughs> I'm a Leo 
too. <laughs> I can't wait to meet you in person. You're so adorable. I love you so much. I'm so happy to be here together today. Yeah, but you know, I am too. This is such an important conversation because I think a lot of women and men like don't get this stuff unless they've been reading, you know, sex therapy books or whatever. It's their hobby. (laughs) Um, But a lot of times, our men are also lazy. Because they, you know, sometimes they're lazy in their relationships. They don't want to do this work or do this romancing or do this. They just want it right now. Well, here's what I teach guys. I teach them um, one of the programs. So I'm a sexpert. And what I've been doing for nearly 15 years is publishing passionate lovemaking techniques and bedroom communication skills and sexual health and wellness information, advice, treatments, protocols. By the way, I got to tell you about my L. Ruderai yogurt. Don't let me forget to tell you what I'm doing for my skin. I have this new protocol I call the Skinspiration, which is a big part of feeling good and feeling sexy is looking good. So um, bookmark the Skinspiration because I do want to drop that one on you because I'm super high on it right now. (laughs) Um, But I've been doing these passionate lovemaking techniques and I haven't written them all myself. I've gone out and found things or had things created by my mentors for my business so that I could teach people things. And one of them is one of my mentors is Dr. Patty Taylor. She has her PhD in female orgasm, Mm. female orgasmic potential. And that's really what I do. I study female orgasm. I'm an orgasmonaut, I like to say. (laughs) I go out into the far reaches of orgasm to let people know that, oh no, there's not one kind of orgasm. There's 50. That's another show. But (laughs) seduction, once you teach your partner, and you do this to your partner too, but once he understands, and I'm going with the masculine feminine here, you can be be a female-bodied, masculine-oriented person. Um, Once you understand to how you can run a woman a menu of small offers to get her to start to say a string of yeses that get her into the mood to be connected with you. So you start with, would you like a glass of Chardonnay? Would you like to sit on the couch and I'll hold you uh, while we watch your favorite show? Would you like a foot rub? Would you like a back rub? Can I give you a full body massage? Uh, Would you like to get in the hot tub or the sauna together? Would you like to just lie down and have me hold you? Would you like to tell me about your day, right? You start with those types of things where she starts to go, yeah, you know, I do, I do want you to hold me. Yeah, I I would like a foot rub. Yeah. Could I have it while I'm having a Chardonnay? Can you get me a really long straw? You know, (laughs) (laughs) so you start saying yes to him. And as you're starting to say yes, he's getting a sense of where you are, you know, like how close you are to your possibility of arousal. And then he's moving you toward more pleasure. That's what seduction is. It's not manipulation. It's moving your partner toward more pleasure, creating the fun and the touch and the joy of connection. Because you're so busy thinking about your life and running your, you know, Miss CEO of the universe situation that, uh, and raising your kids and cooking all the meals and doing the laundry and the, 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 that he needs to bring you into the love bubble and get you calmed down. So this notion of running you a menu of small offers is a really good one for a guy to understand that, um, what happens with guys is they go, Hey, do you want to have sex? And you're like, uh, no, I do not want to have sex because what are you doing? You know, it's the same thing. It's like, he's like, boing, ready to go. He's the light switch. 
Boink, the light is on. You're the fire, the kindling, the blowing on it, the oxygenation, the little twigs, a slightly bigger log. You don't throw, boom, the log out, right? Yeah. That's the dude. <laughs> so, so once he understands you're not rejecting him, this is what you need, that, you know, and he gets kind of like, oh, well, nobody ever told me that before. Of course, because you have not met Susan Bratton, the trusted hot sex advisor to millions <laughs> until now, right? <laughs> but I do that with my mate too. Like, I'll be like, hey, do you want a foot massage or do you want to, and then that might be like a cue, like, oh, okay, this might go to the next thing. So I I do that too. I have that in my little toolbox as like a, a little signaling, like throwing out the smoke signals, you know, that <laughs> maybe let's, maybe let's do that. Why not? Well, and it's funny because men really, really, really miss the sexual signals. They cannot read our signals. You could feel like you are practically shouting it through a bullhorn and it's in neon letters. And they'll be like, she never initiates, man. She just never does it. I have to do it all the time. You're like, yeah, I've initiated like four times in the last week. You just didn't do anything about it. And he's like, you did not. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point that men may like they can't read your mind. Like you think you're clear on what you think in your mind but they aren't getting the hint, which is, you know, big surprise. That happens in a lot of communication. <laughs> well, you can imagine that they can't read our signals because they are so different than we are. And this is why it's so good to know about, you know, the Mars and Venus, good old John Gray, right? It's, he's got the perfect analogy with Mars, Venus. I've read all his work too. I have taken it. It's funny. I just did, I just did this big clearing out of my bookcases and I donated all, like about, I don't know, 20 boxes to the Buddhist meditation temple for their rummage sale. And, uh, I was, I go to yoga there and Lee is my yoga teacher. And I said, um, so I hope there weren't too many books on sex in, for the rummage sale. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, well, I did look at all those boxes and I definitely, my eyebrows raised. <laughs> <laughs> but I live in Mill Valley, California. Everybody here is a, you know, transformational person. So, <laughs> uh, but you did sure get rid of your John Gray books. The oh, no, I kept, I kept yeah. a few of those. There were yes. some really good ones I kept for sure. Yeah, yeah. I kept all the good stuff. Uh, but I've, I should have counted up how many books I've read on orgasm because there were a lot. So going back to your original thing about like, how does detoxification connect to, um, desire, libido, and arousal. Um, what I found is that there are three different pieces to your turn on, to your sex life. Libido is the body-based piece of it, which is how are you low in hormonal, you know, whatever your, your hormonal uh, situation is. Are you low? Do you need topped off? Are you going to try to do it endogenously? Are you going to try to do it exogenously? Um, and then the second piece is desire, which is how you feel about your partner and all the seduction stuff. And that piece of it is like, do I want them or am I just really mad at them? Are they not meeting my relationship needs and I don't even want them? Or did they get, you know, overweight and I don't, I'm not attracted to them anymore or whatever. That's the desire piece of it. And it also includes the, how I feel about my own self. How do I feel about my body, my body image and all those kinds of things. And then arousal is really where we started. We, <laughs> we, we jumped, we jumped right into arousal, which is really the seduction, the arousal, the warming up, the, you know, the, the coming into your desire, because we don't start there. We need to be led to that, or we need to help our partner get us into arousal and then open ourselves to more and more pleasure. 
And so libido is that piece where if you're not making your hormones, you better look to your gut because it's not all about the adrenals. It's, of course, around all of it, the HPA, right? It's, um, it's really clear to me that by the time you get to be 40 years old, you're so full of toxins that you are not producing the hormones that you could be producing and that you have to start detoxing to get that system going again. And what's also become clear to me is that hormone replacement, exogenous bioidentical hormone replacement is not the solution for low hormones. The first solution is detoxification. And then once you've got everything, like if you're not, if poops aren't sliding out of your butt, you should not <laughs> be taking supplemental hormones. Yeah. Because if you're not moving things through, then you're full of toxins and you've got to get those out before you start doing hormone replacement or you're just they're just bouncing off. They're not landing on your receptors. You're not taking them in. And that's something that was very, very new to me. I, um, I originally contacted you because I did this sexual vitality summit where I interviewed 28 of my dream team about libido, desire, and arousal. And what became clear to me in talking to a bunch of functional and integrative doctors was this issue that toxins are really the thing that we need to look at if we are low in libido. I, I would have never guessed that, Wendy. It would not have been what I would have thought. Now you're like, of course, what have I been saying? Yeah, and there's so much working against our hormones. I mean, there's yeah. so many, you know, estrogen mimicking toxins and plastics and BPA and, and metalloestrogens, metals that act like estrogen on our estrogen receptors. And then there's uh, metals that poison hydroxylase enzymes. And these are enzymes that make hormones and will convert them into other forms like DHEA into testosterone. You have to have t good testosterone to have libido. And that's why men are so horny because they have high testosterone levels. There's, the I there's Yeah, there's more to it than that, but that's just simplified version. Um, but yeah, so many things throw a wrench. And then if you're stressed, you know, the more stress hormones you have, the less sex yeah. hormones you make. So pregnenolone steel, they call it. Yes, like there's so many things working against having a healthy libido. And then if you even have a healthy libido, it's still cyclical. We're still never going to be there with the guy. And, listen, and there's always like a bell curve. Like there's always some super horny women and women that have never had an orgasm that yeah. for various reasons. So there's a bell curve, but we're talking about the majority of people, you know, they just aren't are going to have a cyclical libido. It's not going to be there all the time. You said that so perfectly. This is one of the reasons I love you. I really think you're smart as hell. <laughs> I'm the only other person that explains that to people. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we're both not very smart, but we think the exact same thing. But I think, I think we're, I think we're really yeah. smart. <laughs> yeah. This is what we study, right? Yes. This is but why we're teaching people. About the bell curve of humanity. I'm constantly talking about everybody's on a bell curve spectrum. We're homo sapiens. We're an animal. And uh, we have to respect that we start out at the bottom line. We're animals. How's our blood, sh blood sugar? How's our sleep? What is our toxin load? How is our adrenal system? You know, like if you don't start out there, then all this other lofty relationship advice and sex techniques and blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, falls on literally dead, the dead ears of your body being so toxic yeah. that it can't do anything <laughs> but 
fairly move along. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, I have a question for you. Yes. Can you give me the best um, high level step by step? So here we are, and there are people listening to us going, oh, God, I know. What do I do? And in what order? What does a person do? And in what order to begin to unwind the toxins we've taken in through all of these different things over our lifetime. And here we hit 40 or 50 and we're like, okay, we got a detox. What do we do? Yeah. And here's the thing also to preface that is that the things you want to do to have a healthy libido are also going to, the things you just generally have to do to be a healthy person and to correct a lot of other symptoms people have as well. You know, usually have brain fog and fatigue and other gut issues, what have you. So it's the kind of the same thing. So the first step in detox is really grounding. And that might be surprising to some people, but you know, if you have all this EMF acting on you and you live in a high rise building and you're never touching the earth, you know, your body isn't gonna work correctly. So grounding is really a first step mineralizing your body you don't have enough minerals you don't uh your body will be forced to retain heavy metals to uh to do certain jobs in the body and then you can take binders and then you can take specific supplements for the metals you have a lot of people have mercury aluminum lead and then you want to do detox protocols like infrared saunas and coffee enemas and mm. so that's really what a you know a fairly good detox program looks like Okay, so grounding, mineralization. What was the ne next one? And then taking a binder. Binders. Just to mm -hmm. absorb all your toxins like a sponge. Super basic thing to do. I have a product called Citricleanse, which is awesome for that. Okay. And, uh, you know, testing, finding out what metals you have, taking specific supplements for your metals to remove them. It's kind of more an advanced strategy. And then doing infrared saunas and coffee enemas. And um, it's so interesting. Um, I loved Michael Geyer. Yeah, I've been, I was listening to that this morning because um, I don't like to go in our hot tub and my husband loves to go in and he wants me to go in with him. And I notice that even though he tries to keep it super, super clean, uh, when I go in it and then I get out and I shower and then I put on this lotion, which I wanna tell you about, um, I can smell the chlorine. Yeah, yeah. I can smell it. And it's so we just bought a sunlight and sauna. Mm -hmm. And we're having it put in under one of our decks. We've got like this double-decker deck, and I never used that underneath space. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I'm putting a sauna in yeah. there <laughs> so that we can go heat up together. Yeah. But I don't have to have any chlorine on me. I think the sauna is the new hot tub. And I live in Marin. The I have the best hot tub in the universe. Literally, my hot tub looks out over a promontory all the way down into the, the lights of San Francisco, oh, down nice. a huge canyon up on Mount Tamalpais. Nice. Like, it's the most gorgeous hot tub in the universe. And my husband keeps it pristine. And I'm, st I'm still like, no, I don't like to smell the chlorine. Like if I can smell it on my skin after I've showered, it's getting in me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it blocks your thyroid. You know, Forget and that's it's it. yeah, I'm it's a it's a huge problem. Yeah, that guy Michael Geyer, he talked about uh, making a filtering pool water so you can even drink it. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, really really clean. So you just mentioned you put some lotion on your skin after you get out of, out of the jacuzzi. What is that? Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed was. Um, about, I noticed that. Well, so I'm 58 right now, and I oh, noticed that in the last. Decade. 
I'm doing what I can do, mama. I'm seriously like throwing everything at it. Um, and I noticed that I was getting, my, my skin was getting really wrinkly and papery thin and uh, just was really looking desiccated. And so I started out a couple of months ago, probably three months ago now, using uh, Kathy's Healing Lotion, which I buy on Amazon. It's 100% organic, totally natural lotion. It's the nicest product that I've found as far as just high quality ingredients with no toxic impact. I did that every, every morning and every night I would douse myself with organic avocado oil, which I also get on Amazon in a gallon container. And I would, <laughs> at night I would rub organic avocado oil all over my body and put on my nighty, my cotton nighty and go to bed. My husband just, you know, love that. No, I would do it just before I went to sleep. And, um, in the morning I would get, wake up and put this Kathy's healing lotion. And I noticed that my skin was basically just going <laughs> and sucking up all this oil and lotion. And about a month in, because I had read that study, I don't know if you saw it, but they had, there was a study where they took old people in a nursing home who were starting to get dementia and they rubbed lotion on them every day for X number of days. And it minimized their dementia. The control group uh, and had much better remembering than the group that didn't get the skin lotion. And I, and they said, you know, the skin's your largest organ, the largest organ of your body. So it would make sense that it's doing a lot of processing uh, that we're not aware of yet. And I thought I'm going to try this lotion situation. And in 30 days, my skin started to plump up and it literally felt like it was a sponge that was soaking in all this stuff. And then I, I followed Dr. Jonathan Wright. Do you know him? Green yes. News. I love that man. He's really the creator of bio, modern day bioidentical hormone replacement. He was on my summit. I, I, I worked hard to get that guy. I mean, he's really a famous guy and older now and doesn't do a lot of, you know, publicity things. So, um, I get his green newsletter and green medical info. And he said, if your skin is thinning, what you need to do is you need to, um, it, you can't really fix it from the outside. You have to do it from the inside. And he said, take cod liver oil. So I'm taking a tablespoon a day of cod liver oil, a tablespoon of a, like a seed oil, like black cumin or a mixed seed oil. I grind flax seeds in my smoothie and um, I take 600 IUs or 700 IUs of vitamin E mixed to cofferols every day. That got really got me going. And I realized, oh, I lost my gallbladder about three or four years ago. And I directly attributed it to taking birth control pills in my youth. Right. I think that when you talk to Jolene Brighton, she's like, oh, yeah, it messes up the calcium something system in your calcium potassium system in your body and it creates calcium stones. And when you get calcium stones in your gallbladder, you can't use like chanka piedra to get rid of them. You, ha you have to lose your gallbladder. If you have cholesterol stones, you might be able to get rid of them, but you can't if you have calcium stones. So I lost my gallbladder. Speaking of yeah. a libido killer, the birth control pill. Right. I know. I thought ruined, almost ruined my marriage. So then um, I started taking a lipase enzyme with ox bile in it. I found one where it was together. Like, why don't they, why don't they make an ox bile and a lipase enzyme? I looked I and looked that and looked, looked, I found one. All my clients, I give them an ox bile and lipase pancreatic enzymes. It's, you need it. So I was taking all the oil and then I started to, because I realized, aha, 
when I lost my gallbladder, my skin started going south. That's what it was. My gallbladder was, I wasn't emulsifying the fats. I wasn't getting, I was eating healthy fats. You know, you can eat an, all the avocados you want, but if you can't emulsify them, they just go right out. Oh, yeah. And as soon as I started taking all that cod liver oil, all those oils, my poops started just being like effortless. All my life, I've had gut issues. I had gluten allergies. I have had a lot of food intolerance. My gut's been messed up from antibiotics my whole life and I've been, and birth control pills. And I've been trying to fix them in my fifties, really working on giving up all the yucky stuff. I've got a great diet, but still, and I think it was because of the fats. I wasn't getting enough fat. So I started doing that. And then this is the other piece of my skin inspiration. I interviewed Dr. William Davis. He's the guy that wrote his newest book is undoctored. He wrote wheat belly. Yes. I love and him. he, talks about this yogurt called Lactobilis ruteri. It's been studied by MIT. A company in Belgium called BioGaia has a patent on it. And you actually have to buy these little pills, BioGaia, you can get them on Amazon. And um, I, I have my flaxseed grinder, so I crushed them up in there. And then I tried it with cashew milk three times. I dumped a whole thing of forager cashew milk and it never could take. So I went to regular milk and then I'm now trying half and half just to see, but I'm buying the unpastured. I can't get raw milk at my grocery store. I heard that's the best, but I'm doing what I can do. This is what you do. You do what you can do. So, um, the yogurt, you put the lactobilis ruteri, like 10 tablets ground up. You put some inulin to feed the bacteria. And then you have to get, you can you, you can do your oven bills. Like you could just use your oven, but my oven, it didn't work. I screwed up a few batches trying to do it in my oven. I just bought a Luvelli yogurt maker. They have, it's L-U-V-E-L-E. You can get them on Amazon. They're a glass jar, not plastic. It's a big jar. It holds like two quarts. And it's a ban, a ban Maria, a water bath. It holds a low temperature. Because if you try to make your own yogurt with l ruteri and it goes over 112, it kills it off. It's a low, slow grower. So you put the l ruteri, the inulin, and your milk in this jar, you put it in the bath of water and you leave it on for 36 hours and it turns into homemade yogurt. You pour off the whey and I'm putting that in my smoothie in the morning because Bill says, Dr. Davis, he says that if you take exogenous collagen, I like the organics brand of, of collagen. That's my favorite because it's organic, um, you put the collagen in your smoothie and the yogurt in your smoothie and the yogurt creates almost like a structure that the collagen can hang on and it starts plumping up your skin. Hmm. So between the, the ruteri yogurt, the exogenous collagen, the um, vitamin E, the cod liver oil, the flax seeds, the nut seeds, the regular good fats I eat all day long with the Kathy's healing lotion and the organic avocado oil. That's like, that's like 10 things I'm doing, <laughs> but I got to tell you, my skin's coming back. Like, yeah, you look good. It is. You sh I really should have done some before and after pictures. I cannot believe how much more turgid, how much more tumescent, how much more plumped up. I was getting up and the sheet marks were staying for like an hour and a half in my face. <laughs> now, no sheet marks at all. And I'm all plumped up again and the wrinkles are going away. Oh, wow. And um, it's been totally worth it for me. And here's the thing. 
One of the things that that and, and I know we wanted to talk a little bit about um, vaginal rejuvenation or restoration because as you age, here's what really sucks. Not only does your skin wrinkle, but it as it as you know, it it gets thinner. And that's happening inside your vagina, your vaginal mucosa, also your gum tissue. All you're shrinking and we are shrinking and desiccating as we age. <laughs> that just sounds I so know. attractive. Uh, it, but I it, notice my skin too. I mean, I'm 47. I just turned and I noticed my skin desiccating. So I'm like, no, no, I, I need to do everything in my power to fight this. I wish I had started at your age. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had ha- I wish you had told me what I just told you. Start doing as many of these things as you can find to add into your routine to keep everything plump because what also happens is even with bioidentical hormone replacement replacement that I was taking, I was taking and I still do estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, and I also take oxytocin. And the interesting thing about it was I was having painful intercourse, even with full on up right inside my yoni bioidenticals. I couldn't get rid of the pain at the entrance to my vagina, which is called your introital sphincter. That little sphincter gets very sensitive and it feels like broken glass in there, that skin. And I was unable to have intercourse with my husband. And I love to have intercourse with my husband. He's fabulous. And we've been together 30 years and our sex has never been better. And I was like, I'm a sex expert. I need to have sex. I've got to fix this. What can I do? And I was in a green room on a TV show and I met a young woman who's a nurse practitioner who does intravaginal lasers and RF devices that actually regenerate the the vaginal mucosa, the mucosal tissue of your vagina. Because as we age, our vaginas shrink, the skin gets thin, especially without estrogen. And even with estrogen, I was getting thinning tissue. I bet if I'd started my skin spiration at your age, I might have not had to have these treatments, but I'm glad I did because it's a shame that as men age, their penile tissue shrinks and their penis shrinks. And as we age, our vaginal mucosa shrinks and it gets bigger. Vaginal laxity is what they call it in the medical world. And um, floppy yoni is what we call it here in the real girl's world, in the big girl pants world. <laughs> Old lady land, we call it floppy yoni. Yeah. And you do not want floppy yoni because then your husband's got this little tiny penis. You got this great big vagina and you're like, there's no grip. I can't get orgasms because I can't get a good grip on that thing. Yeah, I don't want my vagina to look like a rhinoceros's butthole. Like that's exactly. just the last thing that I want. Because I'm like, okay, where do I need to sign up to get a vag rejuvenation here? Not saying right. I'm, so, I'm there, but I know I know what's coming. You know, yes, <laughs> I want to like avoid it. It really works like a charm. There's CO2 lasers and there's RF devices. Now, I've been studying this area and I'm still, uh, I've had these procedures done to myself. um, And I talked to a lot of women who are doing them now. And it took me, the first one made me feel instantly better. But by the fifth one, everything was like, nice and tight. I'd started having, there's two kinds of incontinence. There's urge and stress incontinence. Urge is where you feel like you have to pee and you have to like pee right. Like you're going to the bathroom and you have to run. 
And then stress incontinence is the one where you sneeze or you laugh or you cough or you run or you walk and you and pee leaks out. That's the leaking pee. So they usually say that these procedures are good for the stress incontinence, but it helped with my urge incontinence. It 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 doesn't just resurface the vaginal mucosa. It does subcutaneous micro damage, just like if you were getting a Fraxel laser on your face or an IPL or what have you. All that stuff is- Rebuilds collagen. Rebuilds collagen. That's exactly what it does. So it plumps it up. It tightens everything up again, including that, that um, sling of tissue that holds up the bladder from collapsing into the vaginal area. Okay, where do I sign up? Well, there's a couple different brands. The one that I would recommend, so I had a Femilift, that's CO2, but I've been talking, you know, Dr. Betsy Greenleaf. She's part of our Mindshare community. She said, she's got a couple of different systems and she said she's getting the best results with RF devices. And the one that I want to try next is the Vive, V-I-V-E-V-E. It's an RF device. They're in FDA trials right now. And the um, Betsy says the RF goes a little bit deeper and she thinks it gets a better result. I don't know if she has Vive or what she has, but um, that's an interesting thing. So whatever one you can get in your area, Mona Lisa is a brand, and it takes a few passes. Like a woman emailed me recently and she said, I've had three and it really didn't notice a difference. I was like, baby, keep going. You don't stop now. It could take five. It could take seven. I don't know how lax you were. I don't know how damaged your tissue was. I mean, it could take a few, but good Lord, you got to get your badge back. Yeah. So that's <laughs> one thing. But, then but it's like anything. You can't expect like instant results. You know, yeah. there's other kind of procedures. Like even with like skin, like you're doing skin procedures or lasers. You usually have to do a few of them, just not one. You're going to magically be 10 years younger. You have to keep at it. Right, because it's a fractional, it's fractional. It's called a, like Fraxel is from fractionated laser. The fractionated laser is where it just does little pin dots, random, you know, or, or in a line, pin dots, but it's not doing all the tissue. Because if you did all the tissue, it would be too much. You've got to start and then you got to go over. It's like it's like mowing the lawn where you crosshatch the lawn, you know, where you're doing it one direction, then going the other direction. It's kind of what you're doing is you're doing little tiny deep laser or deep RF micro damage. That heals. Do it again. That heals. Do it again. That heals. Pretty soon you've grown a bunch of tissue. Add in some L-ruteri and some uh, collagen and it probably helps, right? I mean, all the stuff that we are doing to bring back blood flow and plump tissue is what we need because anytime a woman says I struggle to orgasm, I say, try this one. This is like my one magic trick for having better orgasms or achieving orgasm is what is called engorgement, which is plumping the tissue with blood. Just like Viagra works on a guy to pump the blood into his penis so he gets an erection. We women have exactly the same amount of erectile tissue up inside our vulva. We actually have more because we also we have our G area. It's not a spot. We have our perineal sponge. We have all the vaginal tissue. We have the vestibular bulbs, the crora of the clitoris, the shaft of the clitoris, all that's erectile tissue. And it all needs blood flow. So if it's collapsing with age, collapsing from lack of estrogen, it's not getting the blood flow in it. 
combining things like vaginal restoration and O shots. Have you heard of the orgasm shot? I was going to ask you about that because it's another thing I've wanted to explore. Because <laughs> I heard Dave Asprey and his wife, they got, he got the Lana. P shot and he got the O or she got the O shot and he got the P shot. And they were like, they had, you know, toe curling orgasms because they kind of rejuvenated that area with stem cells. Yes. So um, P shots and O shots are, uh, let me come back to that because I want to finish off with engorgement. So genital massages, the best turn on, the best way to get more desire for your partner is to have him or her give you a sensual genital massage before lovemaking. Even having a massage on a weeknight where you're just lying in bed watching a show together and he's watching the show and rubbing your yoni while you're just relaxing and enjoying it, you got to get the blood flow going. You need the blood flow. And if he's having an erectile difficulty, you probably are too, because you have the same tissue and you're eating the same foods and you live the same lifestyle. So for men, get a gains wave, the gains wave with the P shot and the penis pump. I'll tell you all about that. We'll circle back, but let's go to the female. You get the RF or the CO2. I, I think I'd go RF. That's what I'm, that's, I'm going in to get some of those treatments just to get the experience, but from people telling me and what I've read, I think the RF's the state of the art, but CO2, if that's what you have in your town, it's all good. You're going to go in three, five, seven times, negotiate a deal. They've got the machine sitting there, you know, work your, work your angles, right? Get your package. And, um, you know, if I buy four and it doesn't work, will you give me one for free? You know, whatever you need to do, everything's a negotiation, whether they like to think it is or not. And then the O shot or orgasm shot, which is the same as the P shot or Priapus shot for men, that's actually PRP, platelet-rich plasma. It comes from your own blood. They put it in a centrifuge. They pull off the white and red blood cells. They take the fibrin-rich matrix, this golden yellow broth. Inject it into your clitoral structure. Now, what's interesting about your clitoris is it's sponge. It sucks it all up. They'll also inject it into your G area. It sucks it all up. And then within four to six months, because that's what it takes for your body to truly bring all of the healing factors, the cytokines, which draw stem cells in, out of your body into the area, repairing that tissue with your body's own healing capabilities. So you do the subcutaneous damage to the vaginal mucosa with the RF or with the CO2 laser. You get the, G, the O shot in your clitoral area. That brings PRP into there and helps repair the clitoral area. And then if you have a saggy vulva, if you look at yourself in the mirror and you're noticing that the outer labia are sagging down a little and they're starting to look like your husband's balls, super sorry, <laughs> super sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, but you know, it is what it is, right? You can actually also have a purely cosmetic procedure where you use an RF device to plump that tissue back up and then you get a 
30-year-old yoni again, and it looks amazeballs, and it has heightened sensation. Your clitoris has heightened sensation. Your vagina has heightened sensation because what did you do? You just grew a bunch of new tissue. That new tissue is brand baby new, and it feels good to get touched now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely on the menu for me at some oh, point, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You got to budget for it. It's, yeah. you know, it's that or a vacation, literally. I mean, yeah, it yeah. costs thousands of dollars, Yeah. but why not have a stay vacation after you get your, yeah, <laughs> after you get your work done and have really hot sex at home now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's just sad when we see, you know, men who are, you know, they're horny until they're 90 years old, whether their penis works or not, they're still horny. And are they still feel like they want to go through those motions? And, yeah. you know, women were just, you know, it's just we don't have that that same desire. So I'm all for doing everything possible to you know, do the vaginal rejuvenation so that you feel good again. Yeah, a lot of women. Then here's this is so interesting. So I talk to thousands of people. Uh, I'm because I give people sex advice for free constantly. This is what I do because it's a benefit to me because I learn what what the issues are and, and things like that. And women always think the problems in their sex life are their fault. Oh, I wish I I wish I wanted it more, right? And guys always think the problem in their sex life is her fault. <laughs> so they both think it's her. It's not her. It's just that, you know, what we talked about when we started, you know, he just doesn't understand how to turn her on. She doesn't understand that she doesn't start out turned on. She just has to make herself do it. That's why I like scheduled play dates. And the second thing is um, I want to talk about healthy sex toys and healthy lube because if, if she gets a really, really, really good pleasure toy and she masturbates three, four, five times a week, She'll actually increase her lubrication, increase her arousal, increase her desire, and ultimately have more sex. So a lot of women, I think, I, I know I feel this way where, oh, I shouldn't masturbate because if I was horny, I should just have sex with my husband. I shouldn't like waste it on a vibrator. <laughs> yeah, or you <laughs> feel like you're going to deplete yourself and you may not want him the next day or what have you. It's the opposite. The more you masturbate, the more you desire. So if you masturbate, and you also schedule erotic play dates where you learn new things, new sex things together, like maybe female ejaculation or how to have an expanded orgasm or oral pleasuring techniques or sensual massage, or you want to do some role play, or you want to have a sex position in a crazy place. Or, I mean, I have this really fun sex position. It's called come full circle where you actually, um, you start in missionary position, but then you end up twirling around your partner in a double 360 degree sex position. And it's just a funny thing to try on a Thursday night where it's just something to keep it spicy. I'll give you the link to it <laughs> so that everyone can download it. I had it illustrated professionally and it's just a gift I give away. Um, and it's just fun because it gives you something to try together where you're like, well, we'll probably never do that again, but it was super fun to be like, okay, now wait, your leg goes, okay, wait a minute. Your leg goes here. And, wait, no, wait, wait, no, no, no. I think I put my arm here and you're doing that whole thing while he's staying inside you. And it is just a hoot. Yeah. So learning the things together, and masturbating are the combination of things that get you as a woman to step up to your commitment to make your man happy and to have good sex in your relationship. You have to 
kind of make yourself do things, but then you know how it is. Once you've done it, you're like, oh my God, right? I love this. Why did, Why is it so hard for me to get this started? Because I really had a great time. That's what always happens. So healthy sex toys. I want to tell you about um, the fact that you should not buy any sex toys on Amazon unless they're from a really, really well-known brand. And there's only a few that I even recommend. Most stuff is Chinese junk full of phthalates and plasticizers that will literally like melt the skin of your vagina out. <laughs> I mean, I literally tried, once I tried this, you know, I have a lot of guys that follow me that they wish their penises were bigger. And that's why I'm a big proponent of penis pumps, vacuum erection devices. There's a brand I, I recommend called the Whopper. And um, I recommend those because guys think, oh, that's not going to work. But when you're getting shrinkage as you age, pumping up your penis every other day, it's like working out your bicep. It's the same thing. It really works. And so for a woman, she needs to have so, – so I, so I have a lot of guys who have tiny penises and um, they – I was trying this, pull, this, this like sheath that you pull over your penis that has an extender on it with a vibrator on the end. And I was like, oh, that looks good. That looks interesting. Let me try that. I make my husband do all kinds of crazy stuff constantly. Sir Tim. And uh, so Sir, Sir Tim is up for anything. That's what his epitaph will be on his gravestone. Up for anything. I love this man. He'll do – he's like my research partner. And I put this thing on his penis – it was like on the tip of that poor guy's penis. And then I made love to him and it literally shredded my vagina because it had uh. that stretchy stuff. This was before I knew that sex toys need to be silicone, glass, medical grade stainless steel. That's what your sex toys should be made out of. And if they are not, do not buy them. If they smell funny, throw them out immediately. Yeah, if they smell but like toxic chemicals, that's because they are. Yes. And lubes. If you bought anything from CVS, Target, Walgreens, what have you, throw it out immediately and get yourself, go into your cupboard and get out your coconut oil and use that. Or Primal Kitchens makes a great avocado oil. And also on Amazon, I buy organic avocado oil literally by the gallon with a little pumper. It works great. I, that's what I rub on my body. That's what I rub. And I rub it on my yoni every morning. And I rub Kathy's healing lotion on too. I mean, I take care of all the skin. Yeah, that is such a good tip because so many women are putting water-based toxins inside them. They're putting or silicone-based gels. They're putting liquid yeah. silicone inside them that's just sitting there. Um, you know, it's just you you don't you can just use salad dressing oil. You can use olive oil or coconut oil or that's such a good tip. Yeah, well, salad dressing, I don't like vegetable oils. They're not very healthy. Um and um Olive oil stains. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the organic avocado oil that is um, on Amazon is almost clear. Okay. And then I also like distilled coconut or fractionated coconut oil because then it's not hard. It stays. It's it's really smooth and has a nice glide. And what's great is, you know, you can put it on, you can wipe it off, and it doesn't stain the sheets, and it's, it's good for you. I mean, it, I always say if you wouldn't put it in here, you shouldn't put it in there. You wouldn't put it in your mouth. Don't put it in your yoni because that's all the same tissue. It's just the vaginal mucosa is a sponge. It's it is made to suck your your husband's semen into your body. Your husband's semen has testosterone, which you desperately need, especially if you're anxious. It has uh, serotonin, which makes you happy. It has luteinizing hormones that regulate your cycle. 
we all have cycles even after we stop menstruating. Um, it has so many good things in it for us. Zinc for brain fog. We need his semen. Um, and it's and his saliva has testosterone. So kiss your husband. Deep, you know, do French kissing with him. It's it's got extra bonuses for you. <laughs> I know. I, there's this research study that actually showed kissing your partner lowers your cortisol levels. I mean, not that we need a study to show us that, but we it's shown in the research. We, we yeah. have less stress when we're around our partner. We can't say that for everybody, but you know, the bell curve. Uh, yes. but, yeah, and sex begets more sex. Like the yes. more you're thinking about sex or fantasizing or thinking about how you can improve it or what or whatnot, you'll have more sex. You'll manifest that. My favorite vibrator company right now is Fun Factory because they have super, they're like the Porsche of vibrators. And they have way more than vibrators. They've got all kinds of toys. And um, I actually went to Europe this summer and I went to visit them in Germany and I went to the factory and I shot a bunch of videos and we talked about all their toys. They took me into their warehouse. They took me into their production facility. I made I made some toys. Um, they, they use high quality silicone and they have this, a lot of women, as they age, they, they write to me and they say, my sex is painful and I feel like my vagina is so dry and I feel like it's almost like closing shut. Or they'll write to me, you know, I've been, I've been divorced and I'm just starting to date again and I, 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 feel, like I, I feel like it's gone, like my vagina is completely closed. And I recommend a toy called the Lady Bi, B-I, because it has two motors. It has a very small uh, protrusion that doesn't have to go in very far, and it has a very wide, flat pad that goes against the clitoral structure. Because the tip of your clitoris, of course, is just a tiny part of your clitoris. You've got your little crora legs that drape down over the opening to the vagina, as well as the shaft, as well as the vestibular bulbs on each side of the opening to your vagina. And so what I like about this toy is you can rub it all over your mons and vestibular bulbs on the, basically on the fur around the opening to your vulva and really get blood flow into that tissue. And then you can put the tip of it on your clitoral structure. You can rub between the labia majora and the labia minora in the seam, the shine, kind of shiny skin seam. You can rub on the clitoral hood and let the vibrator touch on the clitoral hood. And then you can rest it at the entrance to your vagina, which is the introidal sphincter without putting it in and so that you can feel pleasure there. You can run it up and down the seam of your vulva so that, you know, the center part without putting it in. And then slowly, you can over time with lots of good coconut or avocado oil, you can move that little piece inside your vaginal area. And what's nice is it's not long, but it's fat. It's And it starts out thinner and then it gets fat. So once you've worked it inside, it's actually vibrating the G area on the roof of your vaginal cave, the, the top of your vagina up towards your abdomen, while that flat pad is giving vibrations in a separate motor to the whole clitoral area. That helps a woman who feels like they're a little shut down and they need to be reopened again. 
but it's also just really nice for women who are trying to do more G area stimulation, which is also a very relieving and healing and nurturing feeling. So that's very nice for resensitizing and re-enlivening your vaginal tissue, both internally as well as your vulvar tissue externally. And it's 100% safe, which is wonderful. Lady Bye by Fun Factory. Okay, awesome. Yeah, because if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. So we got to yes, keep all this exactly stuff right. active and the blood flow and all that stuff. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and this is great. I think this is such an important conversation to have. I think a lot of women get kind of they get shy or they get kind of embarrassed about talking about this stuff, especially with their partner. Their partner's not open. And sometimes if they don't want to talk, then, you know, you just have to take it upon yourself to engage as fully as you can uh, in your relationship from from your end and doing everything you can to show up and get yourself excited. So when you're, you know your husband's going to be or what have you, whatever that looks like. So, uh, so you have a free gift for our listeners. Can you tell us about that? Well, I have come full circle for you, which is that fun little sex position you can try on a Thursday night. It'll delight your husband. And it doesn't really take much gymnastics of any kind. Um, and, and I'm going to give you that. And then I want to give you something called the Sexual Soulmate Pact. Because as you just said, it is difficult for people to talk to each other about what's going on behind closed doors. And what, what we need to remember is that we are homo sapiens. And if you look at the animal, the phylogenetic tree, the kingdom of the animals, we are on the monkey branch. We're monkeys, you guys. We're primates. We're not above animals. We are animals. As a matter of fact, I'd like to think the the whales and the dolphins and many of the animals of this world, probably most of them are smarter than some of us, right? So because we're animals and we're ruled by our hormones and our blood sugar levels and how much toxins we have in our body and all of these things, we have to remember that especially as women, we want different things on different days. So when yesterday something soft felt good, today we need it harder. Um, Today we're a pussycat, tomorrow we're a tiger. Um, We're going to change all the time, which is confounding to our male-bodied partners because they're much more steady state than we are because of that dear testosterone that they have. And so we're worried about hurting our partner's ego when we give them feedback. Or in the past, we've given them feedback and they've said, well, I know what I'm doing. You don't need to tell me. And they've shut us down. That's just, again, it's their testosterone talking. They think they know what they're doing. I can promise you that 99% of men in the world want to give their women incredible pleasure. They would, they live for that. So we have to help them be able to take in the feedback so that they do the good job so that we can thank them so that they get the respect that they crave. That's what testosterone wants is to do a good job, to be respected. So this sexual soulmate pact, the concept of it is, okay, we're going to have an agreement that we're just animals, that we're different every day. And I'm just going to tell you whatever I need, but what I need from you is for you to appreciate that and thank me for it, not to contract or to feel badly about it because there's no failure. It's just feedback because I'm not in control of the body that I live in. I wish I were. I wish I could tell her exactly what to do and how to behave, but she doesn't behave. She's my yoni. She's my body. She's got a mind of her own. So how about if we gang together and we are on the same team, Tim and I call ourselves 
Team Sweetie. That's our name. You can use it or make one of your own up. So Team Sweetie is in control of listening to our animal bodies and asking for what we need in the moment and thanking each other for it. But here's the interesting little trick. Sexuality is a conjoined trance. It's a trance state like meditation. Orgasm and meditation are the same trance state. If you are trying to meditate and relax, being in, a, in your good girl, you know, brain state, please and thank you, takes you out of your meditative trance state. So if you can just blurt out what you need because your partner's not going to take it personally, how could they know? You're different every day. That's estrogen. And instead, they just go, okay, baby, got it. How's this? Any better? Oh, yeah, babe. How do you like it? Is this hard enough? Is, it, is this soft enough? How's this feel? And if they just keep like asking you and saying, thank you, tell me more, tell me more, if they get hungry for your feedback... And then you can just say whatever you need and you know he doesn't, his feelings aren't going to get hurt. How could he know? Once he understands that he's not doing anything wrong and that he needs to reassure you constantly because estrogen is anxious about things, got it, baby. You're doing great. Tell me some more. How's it now? If he's just starting to do that, oh my God, you love that. You need him to be that guy in the bedroom. That's many women say, I wish my husband would take control in the bedroom. I wish he, he's not man enough for me. It just, I don't know. I had this boyfriend once. I wish he was like that guy, but you don't marry that guy. That's the guy <laughs> you had the great orgasms with. So you got to teach the guy you married how to be that guy. And one of the ways is to teach him to say, okay, baby, how about this? And then you're like, oh, now that guy I like, right? <laughs> so that's the sexual soulmate pact, because I believe that soulmates, especially sexual soulmates, are co-created, not divined or ordained or you know, it's not that guy you had the chemistry with. It's the guy you married and you can have, you can become sexual soulmates together with the very foundation of it being the sexual soulmate pact. So I will give that to you for free. Awesome. That sounds great. So where do we get that? You get that at the sexual, you get it at sexual soulmate pact, P-A-C-T, like an agreement.com, sexual soulmate pact. Awesome. Awesome. And what are your other websites where we can learn more about you and work with you and just find out what you're all about? My funny, funny, funny best thing is on YouTube. If you go to betterlover.com, it takes you to my YouTube channel where I get dressed up in ridiculous outfits and teach <laughs> all kinds of sex techniques. And then um, you can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton, S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N, -T -T like the brat that weighed a ton, Susan Bratton. <laughs> so you have a new sexual vitality summit coming on. Tell us about that. I do. I am so excited. I've put together 28 of my dream team of functional medicine doctors and sexologists to fix all of the things that hold people back from having the in intimacy that they want, both the physical and emotional issues that kind of hold us back where people stop talking and then they go for years without sex. People just don't know that there are so many solutions out there to their problems. They're just not aware of them. And that's what the summit is all about. I love that because, you know, I think it's, a, it's such a subject that people can be 
reticent to really address in their relationship or they just kind of let things go and then like it, it's just something that really needs to be addressed it needs to be talked about brought into the open and dealt with and i think this is a great way to do that to you know to, you know register for this totally free summit and learn something that could really change your relationship and your happiness level Thank you so much for being wide open to the possibility of having this conversation. I think women need to hear it. People need to hear it. And thank you for creating not only a platform for me to share my info, but also just an amazing show that I can't get enough of. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much. I really appreciate that. And everyone, thanks so much for tuning in every week. I'm so blessed to just teach you guys every week, have these amazing guests on to try to, you know, widen the depth and breadth of your knowledge so you can show up better in your life and in your health. So thanks for tuning in and I will talk to you guys next week.